Welcome to the Global Spin Podcast with me, Ryan Kramer, where we take a deep dive into the world of global selling and share the secrets to growing your brand in new markets. Whether you're looking to expand your brand, enter new markets, or boost your sales, we've got you covered. Tune in for unscripted, engaging episodes that will take you on a journey of discovery and success. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Ryan Kramer here from the Global Spin Podcast. Thanks for joining me in my corner on the of the internet, where I bring the best and the brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce logistics space. We're going to add on tech space as well after today. Um, lots of different things that happen on this podcast. So if you're new to uh, the show, welcome to uh, the Global Spin Podcast. It, it's it's a place where it's unscripted, as the intro said. It's uh, it's a premise where we put the topic of what we're going to be talking about and today is no different it's it's a little bit broader but we're going to bring it back to why we're talking about on this specific uh channel but i like to have a lot of fun i like to pretend that or a lot of times it's not pretending it's i don't know a lot of the things in the amazon and e-commerce space so I, it's my uh dirty pleasure if you will of getting to understand and and see and and find out just like you uh the amazon seller the brand manager whomever is listening or watching to this you're, you're trying to catch up and know what, what the heck is going on in this space. I'll say hell. It, it's not a, a kid-rated show, so we'll, we'll, we'll push up boundaries a little bit. What the hell is going on in this space? And there's always something changing or evolving. We don't always know what's going on. So it's my job to kind of shine some light on some of these topics that are relevant to growing your brand, not just here um, in the United States. That's where I'm located, spo uh, spoiler alert, um, or around the world. Whether you be, you know, in, in Europe or Asia, or you're uh, you're looking to just take that brand to the next level, um, but this podcast is is that place for you. So if you're here in my corner of the internet and you're new to the show, this podcast is has always been uh, fueled by Frisbee. Frisbee is a global expansion company helping sellers move their brand globally. It can look like in the form of moving your products overseas to uh, the the European five, uh, the top five. Uh, you know, countries that are uh, very popular in Amazon, I'd be obviously UK, Germany, Spain, France, and uh, I'm missing one, Italy. And, uh, or it could be, you know, trying to enter a market like Japan or Singapore or the UAE, some up and coming markets uh, that you can take, have an opportunity to grow your brand globally. That's what Frisbee does. We're kind of that snowplow moving that, uh, that stuff out of the way so that you can easily and effectively grow your brand into those markets. You do that with shipping, logistics, custom compliance things of that sort. So if you're curious to learn more, go ahead and check us out at frisbee.com forward slash the Global Spin Podcast. Now, if you're watching this or listening to this, my question to you is, is this AI generated or is this voice really real? Uh, the question is, I I don't know now when I'm seeing all these different videos and pop-ups and ads come into the play. There's always a question now that starting to ask myself a little bit more is, is this actually somebody who created this in front of a camera like I'm doing right now in Newsflash? I am here, and this is my real voice. This is my real face. I am speaking these words as dumb as they might sound. This is me speaking, or as intelligent as they uh, might sound. It is, in fact, something that a lot of people have to start asking more and more. What is actually being produced by humans? What is being produced uh, by uh, assistants or maybe just the person who's actually talking? That question actually came to mind on the passing conversation of, I spit it out there and said, hey, is there a tool or technology that comes into this market that can help me just copy or replicate my voice in a little bit easier fashion? Um, something that I can just save some time, uh, put in some text and uh, send it out uh, to people who, you know, who, who don't need to know who is exactly speaking, but it sounds like me, right? So a uh, good friend, a uh, friend of the show, I like to have people on uh, in the space who are leading the space with thought leadership, but also are applying it to their own businesses. They're not just spewing random facts. This person has, uh, time and time again, always a uh, forefront of what he's talking about, whether it be chat uh, marketing, whether it be uh, influencer marketing, and now it's using AI in terms of uh, creating marketing campaigns for not just his brand personally, but also uh, helping others see that. He's fresh off of Fiji. He's uh, sun-kissed. He's talking about AI. Don't know if he's real or not. Still to be determined if this is the real Paul Barron of Influx, uh, formerly the chat agency or not, but we're going to bring him on the podcast and give it a whirl today. Paul, thanks for hopping on the Global Spin Podcast. How are you doing today? 
I, I wish this was the AI version. I mean, not, I'm not, <laughs> not because I don't like seeing you. I love hanging out with you, obviously. In person, um, in real life. Yeah, in, in person. You're one of the nicest guys in ecom. Um, in, <laughs> I appreciate that. So I think, you know, I, I haven't met anybody that's like, ugh, I'm Ryan Kramer. Uh, uh, not to my face yet, but we'll see. <laughs> well, not behind your back either. <laughs> so, that's good. So good we're, 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 uh, we're one for one or two for two, I guess. That's good. Um, <laughs> well, I'll take that one today. Hey, man, thanks for uh, hopping on. You, you literally, what, a week ago came back yeah. from Fiji? Is that true? I did. Well, it was uh, two weeks. Yeah, but it two feels weeks. that is, it's crazy because it's, really not that far but it is far enough like an 11 hour flight from la so it's long enough to 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 feel i don't know what it's like from dia denver to london it's like nine hours so it's it's long it's i feel like that that extra two hours is and that's from la too so we got it like you know two hours but it was amazing um you know the the feedback on the trip i think you were talking before the show started um, I didn't realize how much mental energy just like, and, and, and I have a production team that was helping me produce, right? Cause I am not a producer. I am a idea generator. Like I'll produce, you know, probably the first iteration of something. And then I hand it over to my team sure. and then, you know, the team starts perfecting and whatnot. Right. But just the, this whole, the whole story of this event, like I had to postpone it a year because of COVID restrictions and crazy stuff. Like, they were requiring every speaker to be vaccinated or not every speaker, every person to be vaccinated. And, you know, there's a handful of people in our community that are like, I'm not getting vaccinated. Don't tell yeah, me. Just like in it. general. Yep. Just in general. Right. And like to each their own, they can, you know, I never got COVID until after I was vaccinated. So <laughs> we're going to hang that right there. No, this is a different podcast, <laughs> different podcast. Regardless, um, we had to postpone it because of that a handful of people weren't vaccinated. Um, but like, it was like, two years almost just sitting in the back of my mind and um, why I decided to do Fiji for my first event was it's like, instead of, instead of deciding to run, I'm going to start by doing a four minute mile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Without training or any kind right. of prep work. And for, uh, I'll call him Ecom Eric out there, the person who's, who's trying to figure out like, well, what he's talking right about? Now. Like what, what Fiji, who's this person? Um, uh, Paul had decided it was a good idea. And, and again, it sounds like it was a very successful event uh, for his first event. As, as we know, there's lots of networking opportunities, right. whether it be regionally, locally, uh, or even nationally or internationally. Um, some people do more. Other people don't do it at all. Uh, but you you uh, wanted to do a cool event in Fiji, the island of Fiji, not right. um, not um, you know not the fraternity or anything of that sort. I happen to be part of the fraternity of Phi Gamma Delta, otherwise known as Fiji. It, long story short. That's why I was confusing people. But anyways, the island of Fiji, also known as where uh, Survivor uh, tapes yeah. and things of that sort. And the cool bottled stuff. water. Yeah, the bottled water. Also, again, yeah. we got, you have to you have to put the the right yeah. context here. Going to Fiji and not yeah. the company of bottled water, but going to the island of Fiji to do an event of talking with people. I, what, how big was this? By the so it was, it was pretty small, like twenty five people. Um, you know, we had room. Um, we had up to 30 rooms available basically that we, you know, said we wanted to do. And I was really, really, I didn't do a lot of marketing behind it. And I wanted, you know, for my first event, I was just kind of like hand inviting people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, I was super stressed out just for so many reasons. One, it's a lot of money, but long story short, um, the people that I had, that I had come and the speakers that were there are not like the speakers specifically are not who you would normally see in the, on the circuit. Right. Um, the whole goal of this event, it's called Ecom Box, And the whole goal of this was to break and is to break people out of their boxes. We all fall into ruts. Right. We all get into life phases where I feel like we're just doing the same thing. You know, if you're a musician, you tend to sort of play the same loops over and over again until you like break out, break out of your rut. If you're in entrepreneurship, we tend to just hear the same advice over and over and over again. And oftentimes it's recycled. And so I. Uh, what I wanted to do was put together, you know, the start of a community where we are intentional about breaking out of our ruts, right? So intentional about having different speakers that we've never heard of. And two of my speakers don't really do anything in the Amazon space. Like they have, they fringe touch. But the point of this is like out, outside of your own personal boxes, but also break out of the Amazon box. How can we expand to different marketplaces? And I love, you know, what you guys do at, you know, Frisbee, um, expanding outside of the box of whatever, local region you're in and expanding globally and internationally right so um it was really effective 
And it was a fantastic event for me because I got a ton of takeaways. And in fact, some of the stuff with the AI things that we're doing now is directly from one of my good friends who, who spoke. And I mean, she's amazing. She does stuff with like Tony Robbins and like Dean Graziosi. Like now she's speaking at Affiliate World. And so the fact that she came and spoke at my little teeny tiny mastermind, you know, with, you know, small people and like, it was, it was cool. So conceptually, I wanted it to be like just two speakers per day, like three hours of content, quote unquote. And then we would go intentionally have fun and network intentionally. Um, because oftentimes I feel like at events, we get information overload. There's like 850 speakers per day. The room is like, like negative 35 degrees. You're freezing and you have all this information and then you leave not knowing what to do. And we flipped that on its head where we had very targeted topics, wrapped it up with a personal on Friday. We went through every single person there and was like, okay, what are you going to do? What did, what was your takeaway? What's your roadblock? How can we write a roadmap for you so that this event pays for itself over and over and over again? And it was, again, the stress part for me was um, like, I lost a bunch of money on this. So I wasn't doing this to make money. Would I like to have made money? Absolutely. <laughs> Would I have loved to have break even? Of course. But my number one goal in general with Influx Catalyst and life is I started teaching and speaking to help people move the ball forward. And if you know people are investing four, five, six grand to come to this event, like I have this onus to make sure that they get their money back. And there was one person that said she couldn't have imagined a, a more perfect event. And a bunch of people said it was the best ever. But Transition to takeaways, AI stuff, right? That was a big topic of, of conversation. And like I've been using this, it, like you said, in, with customers to plan out content, help me plan content. You got to start somewhere, right? Sure. AI is not going to do everything for you. Um, but then I, I've also like my big realization at this event was like I err on the side of overly humble. Like I don't like promoting myself because it feels icky. It's just I, like a, a result of my upbringing, like don't be arrogant, you know? like that grinding. But what I, my takeaway was like, in order to help the world, I have to promote myself and mm -hmm. I have to be okay with putting content out there because I'm really good at what I do. And I can't help people if I don't do that. So right. leveraging AI to do that is fantastic. Well, there's so many, so many things. And the first thing when you were talking about getting into those ruts, it, it was so, it was so something that brought to mind. I never really thought about too much in person it, for from my perspective, I've always been in the world of helping people, right? Like every every person that comes to us or comes to me for advice is, hey, I have this brand or this different take on a product or an idea, or what what can you help me with? And, and try to like connect the pieces. On the flip side, when I when I think and put myself into a seller's shoes, for uh, for example, in your in your case with uh, Bone Bell Littles, um, your, your brand that you know swimmer diapers things like that. I started to think when you're talking about a rut, I can't imagine being a seller and thinking to myself, what should I do differently today? Like of being completely paralyzed about all the things you could possibly do, all the things that you could potentially not do, or just let it, let it ride and just like, let it quote unquote, ride out and just automate itself. All those things kind of scare me as a person who likes to be busy and likes to handle things and, and kind of likes to learn new things and it, it scares me to think like there's so many amazon sellers or business entrepreneurs out there that just kind of do the same thing over and over getting that rut and they just don't either push themselves or change it, do you see that there's that disconnect or the, more of that division with a lot of people are just like ah eh, i'll just let it do its thing or there's people who are pushing the boundaries like i can't stay still otherwise i'll go crazy you know i think at the core of who we are as humans is we're all grown-up kids Sure. Right. Internally. Right. So we're I've never grown up. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just, a, I'm just a kid in an adult size body. Right? <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a boy in a man body. And um, to that, to that extent, we're all figuring life out as we go. We don't have a handbook. And so I think that we tend to project or we look at people that um, project this air of like um, success. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, which is, some people are successful. Some people aren't. Regardless, I think that we can judge ourselves, or at least I do this, right? So we judge the world through our lens. How I view myself is how I think that other people view themselves or how other people should view themselves or how their ethics are at play, right? That being said, 
Um, I've been selling on Amazon since 2015 and I still don't know what to do every day to be completely 100% honest. Like I have a good, a good friend of mine, Ben Weber, he runs like nine brands. They do a bazillion dollars, right? Lots and lots of money. That's a lot. And, and I often be like, what do you do with your time? Or like, like Brandon Young, like he spends a boatload of time. Like, what are you doing all day? So coming back to the ruts and things like in, in my area of expertise would be marketing and, and, and brand marketing specifically, like, you know, in, like for our agency work, we do like, you know, influencer marketing campaigns and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So for clients, like I know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, like moving the ball forward is a challenge, especially when you have a little bit of information overload coupled by some possible insecurities of like, maybe some people feel like they don't, they, you know, like, how am I making this much money? Mm-hmm. Right. Like in general, um, just random things. Like I would have never thought. So like the things that we've, we've had go on in our business, like we partnered with a uh, two-time gold medal Olympian and, and world cup champion um, uh, women's like the youngest inductee into the hall of fame ever Lauren holiday Cheney and her, um, her husband drew is an amazing basketball player. He's mm-hmm. an amazing person. First and foremost, I've, I don't really watch basketball. He's pretty good, apparently. Um, so we've done cool things like Rachel Ratio. I would never thought like that would be here, but so here I am. And now I'm now I'm an expert. And I, and I still feel like there's things that I'm learning. Coming back to breaking in ruts and, and breaking out of ruts. Um, I think you you have to force yourself into a zone where you're uncomfortable. You know, you, you don't grow without some pain. And right. ruts are indicative of if I'm going to be brutally honest with myself, it's just me being lazy. Yeah. Ultimately. I mean, right? that, that's the measure. Like my, my, my thought is, Hey, there's always more to do. And it feels always really bad to not celebrate. You can celebrate the successes. And yeah. I really, I think me personally, when I'm through a day and I have to go back and list everything that I did, it's fantastic, but also it doesn't feel like there's always more to accomplish. So the list never ends but then you don't get to celebrate the successes along the way. So it's almost like a catch 22, right? Of like, Hey, just take on the the things that are in front of me, but also never reflect on all the good things that you were able to to accomplish. Like you said, of Hey, you did a whole event on something that was on the other side of the world, put it on by yourself. You got people there, regardless if you made money or not, like people went because of what it was promised and people came out happy on the other end. And, And again, looking at that, you're like, how the hell did I do that? Like, I, I don't know. Like it scares me to think about the event complex. And again, there's so many options out there that that's where I think of when I, when I'm going to help people and when people are feeding me all this information, if I'm a seller and putting myself in the seller shoes, it's just like overwhelming. I'd rather almost not go to all these things or people do go to all these things and they're just overwhelmed. Right. And then all of a sudden, then they get through a phase of like, well, uh, I got to get back to work and shut myself down and go back to my hole sure. and work away until I feel semi able to get out there again and, and see what else I can do. Um, yeah, I, I think a, it's a little scary. Yeah, it's a challenge. And so we'll just, I mean, just wrap that up. I think that it's important to do things that break you out of your up, but also not be so dog set on you always have to be productive because you have to be rest. You have to have rest to be productive. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that in general, in the entrepreneur community, we tend to be a little bit hard on ourselves and judge ourselves by what other people are doing. And we don't see the whole story, right? We don't see the sleepless nights. We don't see the second guessing. We don't see the gut punches that Amazon, it puts us all through and or, you know, crazy things, right? So I think we need to be more forgiving and, and be okay with breaking out of ruts and being uncomfortable. And what that means is sometimes surrounding ourselves with new people um, you know, being around those people that you aspire to be like and, and intentionally working to craft those, those communities. Yeah. I heard the quote the other day and put this on kind of a little bow is if you feel uncomfortable with the people you surround yourself with, that's a good thing. And if you're aspiring to be like this, like it, it, it's always put yourself in a room where people make you feel uncomfortable, but people you want to be like, for example, if, right. if you're not, if you're not satisfied with the group that you have currently around you, put yourself in a position to be around those people who are probably more successful or you seem to be more successful or you want to learn from. And then over time, you'll constantly and feel like you're a part of that and you absorb you know, whatever information they have to 
to, to, to offer too. So it's one of those things you have to constantly evaluate and say, how do I, how do I continue to make myself better reevaluate what's around you again in the entrepreneur space, hopefully, and not just like your family life or anything of that sort. We're talking about how do I make myself grow in the profession that I've chosen and, uh, and grow from there. So cool, cool opportunity. I'm glad it was successful. And you had mentioned your wife is no more, no more events in <laughs> so for a strange. long time. Exactly. I mean, it's because you're picking up on everything. You're picking up on, oh, this person's frowning. They hate me. <laughs> no, they just had a bad day and they're, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. So um, anyway, but like, so my, my takeaways from this, so my good friend, Molly Mahoney, who I don't think anybody knows her really in the Amazon space, unless you've done traffic and conversions or like Perry Belcher, he does, he's had her speak. Sure. Um, so I got to know her back in, I think it was 2018. I spoke at many chats conversations conference and um, she goes by the handle, the prepared performer. And so her background is she's a former theater stage performer. Um, and she teaches people how to basically go live, create content um, and, you know, let's say make it easy, but easier. So um, now with, you know, AI, uh, you know, I read this quote the other day and, you know, people are all, well, AI is going to replace people. No, AI isn't going to replace you. A person using AI will replace you. It's just like, it's just a tool, you know, and it's only as good as a person using it. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can really screw things up. If you know what you're doing, then it can make you be way more effective. Right. So um, she gave a whole framework for how to basically create offers and, you know, content. And it was a masterclass and it was like 45 minutes, her hour total, like her entire speech. And a lot of like the action points on Friday, the final day was people going through and like using okay, well, let's use Molly's framework for this. And so like what we've been doing, like we have a client, we're a fractional CMO for a client and we've been working with them since October last year. And they, um, they were at the event and we've been struggling trying to get them to have lead magnets. So their business model is unique. They kind of have like pop-up shops once every six weeks because they do like made to order things. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the person, one of the, it's a husband, husband, wife team, and the wife is an influencer in her own right, in her field. She has like a million and a half followers aggregate across wow. like Instagram and Facebook. And, um, I think, you know, I was mentioning this, like I built a following. I've done some really cool things like the reviews on autopilot course way back when, you know, like this is on chatbots, like how we were identifying people with a custom audience on Facebook, offering them one item, Right giving it to them for free and then following sure. up with a review on whatever they originally purchased at that time. Like nobody had ever done that. So I built a decent following same like her. So I can um, 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 empathize, understand. Empathize, we'll yeah. I almost said uh, empathize. It's understand and empathize. <laughs> We're speaking so can, to mess over here. Yeah. Yeah. I can empathize with Jade because she's like, Hey, I'm just doing this and I'm just helping people. And she has this massive following. So, um, we're helping her finally be able to get like these lead magnets in place. And um, using this framework, I've been able to like, not just do that, but then get like effective hooks for social media. Right. Um, being that what I do on a day-to-day -day basis involves a lot of TikTok and short form video content, like reels. Um, I see content that works and content that doesn't. And 100% of the time, the content that works works will hook you in the first three seconds. You have three seconds to grab people's attention, right? People are on TikTok while they're um, on the subway. They're on the they're on the train. They're riding in the car. They're in the bathroom. I want to I want to see a poll of how many people use what percentage of time bathroom time versus not bathroom time. I think it'd be like <laughs> higher percentage. We'd, we'd worry about what content we need to serve them uh, well, more and more. <laughs> it, the, the point is that people are occupied. They're doing things and they're yeah. distracted, right? So when people are, um, um, sorry, I have an HVAC guy here working on our outside office. He just messaged me. Um, anyway, when people are, when we're, when we're trying to talk to people, short form content, they're distracted. So we have three seconds to hook them. And the best way to hook somebody is to give them something that like identifies like that is me. Mm -hmm. Like that's so me, I need to keep watching. Or that's so like somebody I know, right? And the, the types of content that fall flat are like, let me tell you all about the Nalgene bottle, right? 
or, you know, that, that doesn't really work. But if you're going to say like, I'm going to show you three quick tips to stay hydrated while you're hiking in the hot Rocky mountains. Right. So that, what that does is that's going to say, well, three quick tips and I'm a hiker and I'm, I have hydration problems. It's not a very good hike, but you get the point, right? right? Something that's really straight to the point. So you do three seconds, three second hook, three second, why you should listen to me. And then you go into the content, keep it short, minute or less. Ideally, if you can get everything done in 15 seconds, that's the gold standard. Um, and then end with a call to action, whatever that may be. Follow me for more hydration tips. Or hey, if you want, if you want to, if you want to check out these awesome hydration tips, we wrote a whole blog. Go go to the link in bio, something like yeah. that. Um, so with our lead magnets for Jade, our our, our friend. Um, so she's got this content, video content that she's doing, helping drive traffic to her site, sell products, um, because her products require a little bit of education. So what we're doing is we've taken the long form video content, we've watched it as a team, and we've written our ideas of what we think the hooks could be, what the video is about. We use uh, my friend Molly's framework, who you need to have her on this show. I mean, she has nothing yeah. to do with Amazon, but she's fantastic, and you would love her. I love it. Um, she could talk all about this. So um, used her framework, and then basically got. Um, I think it was 15 different hook ideas that we could use. And the great thing about these hook ideas is they're really short and we could give them to Jade and she could shoot all 15, right? So short form, like content one, done. Content two, or like topic two, headline three, headline four. We could test all of those within like, say like Meta or TikTok and have a like split test, pour the money into the one that works the best. So we don't even need to figure it out, right? So we're using... Right. Chat GPT with a string of prompts to come up with, you know, we're giving a background. Like, so this is what this video is about. We're wanting the um, audience. This is who the audience is. This is who Jade is. She's an expert in blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, now we did this video. We want to create a hook. So, you know, give me um, hook ideas. I can read the whole prompts too. Um, they're on my screen. Um, give me these ideas for these hooks. Right. And then it'll split it out in table format. And then we copy it down. And then we review it as a team, figure out which ones we like, which ones are off base, because it will hallucinate. It'll just make things up. Just yeah, like nothing relevant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes it like, it, I love it when it makes up percentages. It does that all the time. Did you know that 98% of marketers all agree that influencer marketing is the best thing ever? <laughs> like, I, always yeah. make it, I always make it sort the size, uh, site source and I can go and find it myself. It's right. And, and it says, oh, I'm sorry. As an artificial intelligence, I may get facts and figures wrong at times, which means you just made that up. Yeah. Thanks a lot. AI. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so in that context, I, I, I'm starting to think a lot when, when AI, again, we're, we're talking with Paul Barron about AI and how to use this again for business in general, but obviously for Amazon sellers, I think a lot of it when it first came out was ChatGPT at October, what, November, December timeframe, mm -hmm. 2022. A lot of people are, are evaluating, reviewing and saying, oh, this would be great if I did uh, product listings or if I could pull reviews and like can compile it and, and like and basically summarize. And this idea, the idea generation too, I, I think is, is the next level where people are trying to understand how to like layer in these different kinds of softwares into giving you ideas or prompts or images or or even I, you know, trying to create something brand new instead of taking data and compile it, like summarizing it all at once, right? Of yeah. not just breaking down informants of, of what's relevant, but taking a brand new idea that's never thought before and really working it until it's something that's like, yeah, that would be something that would come from a human of creative minds. Um, right. Is that something that people have really? apply to their Amazon or e-commerce business well yet? Like, I, I don't know how you see those results come to play yet unless you, like, record, like you said, the content, the copy, all at right. once and say, this is what we did, this is how we apply it, this is how we execute it now in the future. How, how is this, That's like, evolving over time? That's a great question. And in order to effectively answer that, we would need to have sample sizes of, right. of like, before and after and who's, who's doing what. Now, I do know that people are doing this. They are using this. Now, the, the perfect way to do this wrong is to um, take a template that you found somewhere and just customize it a little bit. And there's, again, I think templates are great starting places, but they're starting places. You're supposed to customize them and as you, for your specific scenario, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, and that's what I look at ChatGPT specifically. Generative AI is a starting point. If you have difficult starting, ChatGPT is fantastic for that because you could just feed it this whole, like let's say that you, one use case I use, if I get a really, 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 really long-winded email, I'm like, oh, ain't nobody got time for that. Like it's a book. I'll feed it into ChatGPT and ask it to summarize it as if I was a three-year-old. Maybe not quite that, or third grade, whatever, yeah. right? Give me the bullet points. And then I would say, now um, provide me some potential responses that I would say, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Um, so that's a, that's a great starting point. Um, what I did, so exactly this the other the other day. Um, you know Steven Selikoff? Yes, I do. Okay, so he's do he is on he's like on his way to China or he's in China right now, and he got stuck in Hong Kong for this really long layover or no uh, Korea or something. He got stuck somewhere longer than he expected. He had to buy underwear. The only underwear that they found that he found was Spider-Man underwear. And I was like, this is amazing because A, I am a nerd. And if the if the if the underwear is comfy and it's Spider-Man underwear, I will buy some. a market. There's a market. I love there. it. Right. So Brandon Young said, commented later, like, they make those in adult size. And then I said something to the effect of like, if they had them in the MCU, like the MCU pack, I'd buy it one of everything like i'd get the i'd get the iron i'll have my like iron man day um then i'll have like my thor day i want fat thor too <laughs> but it's a little you know, sag over the top of of the of the underwear. you know bearded beard beard uh beer belly thor my point is that so it started this whole train of creativity with me right yeah. so i went to chat gpt and i said hey um first of all i defined its role i said you're a product and development you're a product development and branding expert. You have a deep understanding of behavioral economics as well. Your name is Ava. I like to define. I like to give it a name, right? I need you to remind, I need you to not remind me that you're an artificial intelligence and act in the role I described in the first few sentences above. I'm going to ask you some questions about a product idea I have, and I need you to answer as this expert, Ava. Do you understand? She says, yes. Then I gave the whole scenario, Stephen, back and forth, the whole conversation, right? Copy pasted stuff. And I said, well, I have this idea for a branding book if I wanted to write a book. I was just like, this could be cool, um, called Selling to Nerds. And basically the power of nerddom and not just nerddom, but like passionate fan bases, right? So like Marvel Cinematic, I mean, you have an Iron Man Lego head behind you. I do. It's right? hiding right behind me, yeah. I have, I have Star Wars figurines, right? I have this book right here that is a special edition of a first book that I already read, but I bought this because it's leather bound with nice illustration and hand signed by the author. I spent way too much money on that book. I've already read the book. I have it on every format. I have it on audible. I have it on ebook and I have a fancy two volume leather bound edition. Right? Right. The point is selling to nerds is great. It's a niche market until it's not. So I was like kicking back and forth this idea with chat GPT. So I had a little bit of a conversation then I kick it over to, okay, thank you. Great. Now I'm going over to my friend Molly's. Okay. I need your help writing a social media head, so writing social media headlines for this book concept, for this concept of selling to nerds. Right. So I go through um, yada, yada. And then I say, I need these in the following formulas. One, how to finally benefit without having objection. Two, X number of tips to the perfect benefit in just minutes. And then three, finally, a type of product that desired result and just time to desired result without objection, guaranteed. And then I said, create me a table with headers, finally, without number one, perfect in minutes, number two, guaranteed, number three, and give me five of each based on the headlines above. Make sure, uh, make sure to that, again, I need 90, I said 90 days and only gave me 15 days, but this is really good. So it gave me 15 days. And then I said, actually, can you also give me outlines? And it gave me an outline for the topic. And then what I was working on before this call, I made a commitment to Molly. I was like, hey, Molly. I, like, I showed her this. And I was like, this is super cool. She's like, yeah, that's amazing. Can I show this with people? I was like, hang on. I'm going to do a video in the exact format of hook, why I'm an expert, how I solved the problem, call to action, using this problem of I need to create more content that shows people that I know what I'm doing as a marketing expert, right? I know how to connect you with influencers. Like that's what we do all day long at, at Influx Catalyst, right? So this is great. The hook, it says, do you struggle like me to create engaging content? Here are the, ex here are the eight exact steps I use with ChatGPT 
to get 15 days of amazing content in less than 15 minutes from a real life scenario. Hi, I'm Paul Barron, digital marketing expert since 2008, CEO of Influx Catalyst and a geek for guerrilla brand marketing with national recognition and celebrity partnerships. How I solve the problem. And then it goes in like the eight steps. And then I have a call to action. Want to turn your real life stories into powerful content? Visit Influx Catalyst and let's create something amazing together. So the content is like eight points defining Ava's role, sharing mm -hmm. the scenario, discussing the concept with Ava, creating social media headlines, developing content outlines, reviewing my company information, creating video ideas, and then receiving the video. It even included, I received them, <laughs> which is like, I don't need eight steps. I need seven, right? But isn't that right. awesome? That's, it's crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's always scary to say like, how, how are we, how is this going to evolution, like revolutionize, but evolve into something of, it's going to do a lot of people are always like, is it going to do my job for me? Or like actually create concepts. Like w at what point do we, you know, write our own scripts again? Like we're, we're talking right. about industries who are worried about this stuff because of how creative it can get because of just simple prompting and, and working it and molding it like almost like a dough. And then you go, and then you get something crazy and almost perfect when somebody can, you know, spark with just creativity, come up with it, or you can have something pop it out in like you said a very quick amount of time it's it's unreal it's, 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 it's crazy so like now keep in mind what I, I i did do a lot of different trees right so in, in chat gpt you can have decision trees in a sense that you go back and up in time to re so instead of like keeping the conversation going i go to that tree and then add a different you prompt. added it and and the reason why i do that is because i want the I, um when you're talking with ai generative ai chat gpt claude whatever bard um, there is a context length and essentially you're talking with somebody with no long-term memory effectively, right? Mm -hmm. And depending on the model that you're talking to, they may have a longer memory or a shorter memory, right? In this instance, I'm using GPT-4 Pro with a website browser plugin enabled because I wanted it to crawl my site, look at what we did, yada, yada, right? So this is after going back and forth and it's several days because I, I started one day, then I stopped, started one day, then I stopped. But all in, like literally like 15 to 20 minutes. And really what I what I did was like, oh, I don't so like this. So like it gave me this bio and I said, make my bio scream impressive. In addition to my bio, I have a knack for guerrilla brand marketing. I've been on the Rachel Ray Show, partnered with celebrities, multiple national print magazines, yada, yada. Right. Because the first model uh, bio, it said, I'm Paul Barron, CEO of Influx Catalyst with roots in digital marketing since 2008 and a focus on innovative influencer marketing. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But it doesn't be like. There's a uh, person I follow. Her name is Rachel Peterson. And she says, hey, I'm Rachel P Peterson, the person behind a lot of the Fortune 500 brand social media concepts you may, you, you know and love. Something like that. Like, oh, yeah. well, you work for Fortune 500 brands. Well, that's cool, right? So you're not going to get perfect results the first time. So the exact wrong thing to do is copy-paste. Take exactly what it gives you and then put it on your Amazon listings. Um, now, if you want to do that, that's fantastic if you're competing against me, I would love it if you did that. Um, but with the ubiquity of AI content, what is going to be needed is personal human voice, right? I right. think that, you know, within, within, by the end of the year, within two years, there is going to be a massive amount of artificial intelligence written things. And you need to be able to inter interject and, and, and imprint your personal voice onto those things, right? And you need to not just take it as is, but you need to be able to edit it. I view it as a starting point. Um, I view it, like I said, this is a creative starting point. I'm going to edit this and I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to do all 15 days of content after I edit it. Right. right. I'm not going to take it as is, but that's my point is that if you have a hard time getting started and you need help, like do this. And then I just have like the conversation back and forth because I said, well, Ava, this is who you are. No, I don't like that. As an expert, I think that I want different ideas. Like, did I constrain you? Like, even ask it. Like, did I constrain you? I think that I might, I might have inadvertently given yeah. too many bad. Well, my my question is, uh, I I did the prompt and I thought it was very insightful, and it actually prompts you to think about your mission as a brand too. And sorry to to cut you off, by the way, um, a little water break, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I prompted it and say like, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. Like, you are this person. This is what I'm going to expect you to do. Right. What do you need to know from me in order to complete this task? And like, in the, at, feel free to ask me 10 to 20 questions in order to give me the best response possible. And That's boom, good. 
and it, it, it fired off like it was an email campaign, right? Of uh, it, are these your best customers? Is this your uh, is this your top demographic? Do they have the opportunity to opt in or out? Do they uh, like what are they what are you gaining from opting into this this exercise or this email campaign? So on and so forth. And then who is this affecting? And, and, and like what what's the timeline? It, it goes all along a lot of these different things of what it needs to know, and then it can compile it, and then you rework it from there from a right. different brain voice and whatnot. So it was, it was super cool to help me like really think about who's the end user to hear this, what that person needs to know and understand, and you almost create like this fact sh- fact sheet to feed it in order to spit out the information that you could and you can do it eventually, like in maybe two hours, but condensed in 10 minutes. Boom. Yeah. There's like an email starting point of, yeah, let me type this out. And then I condensed it myself and just said like, this is fluff. Thanks, Chabby GBT. You don't need to say the same thing in multiple like paragraphs, like a fluff, like right. take out this fluff and whatever. So it was cool. Um, and, But uh, you, you see these prompts, you see like these run maps, these, these things you can do to build it. You know, a lot of it's like building SEO, building content, building blogs. All of it is so cool, and but also very overwhelming. Going back to our thing of there's so much information, like where do I start? Like it's almost giving me the superpower to do all the things very quickly, but where do I start and how do I get really good at it? So with, with, with you guys, how are you consulting people on this to make either mundane jobs a lot simpler or uh, complex tasks a lot more or a lot less complex. What's the way to to utilize artificial intelligence to make it better for your efforts in marketing? So let's think about in terms of um, the target people, right? Watching this, ideally, you know, they're in the ecom space. They they direct consumer and or Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what we what the number one thing is that I think that people at least in the Amazon space don't think about is the end customer that they're selling to. They don't dig into deep enough who that person is, not just, and I'm not saying demographics. I think the people know their demographics, but psychographics. So psychographic is, so demographic is like who, who they are, you know, descriptions, you know, gender, marital status, income, all that sort of thing. But uh, psychographics is why, why people do what they do. Right. Um, And, and the why is the reason behind there's, there's generally surface level reasons why people do what they do, but there's always like a core driving motive. Why? And that's psychographics. So one of the ways that we use this is by um, doing in-depth surveys for, for customers. And up until uh, generative AI and, and large language model like processing, parsing all that information, you know, we've done, you know, 500 survey respondents, right? With like 30 questions. That's a lot. That is a lot of information to go through. And then and not only that, but then correctly categorize nuanced replies, right? Now you can get around this by having drop downs and buttons, but I find when you ask an open-ended question, you're going to get the best results. So like, how have our product, how have our pro- products um, solved problems for you? That's a product review right there. It's just yeah, phrased but... differently, right? So if we look at, those types of responses. So one of the things that we've done is we, we we've, we've done that where we survey people um, use that data. And I wrote a um, little Python script that allows me to take large chunks and contextualize them more for, for use in chat GPT, because, you know, you have a context limit window that if you copy and paste all of that stuff in a chat GPT, it's going to be like too so much. Stop you. It's too much information. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, that's another way. Another way is that we're looking at building these custom bots that I have been kind of experimenting with. Like you've seen my Paul AI bot. or Have you seen it? I feel like you have. I feel I've heard of it. I maybe okay. not like dug into it too much. Yeah. So I have this little bot that basically is trained on my content. And I haven't, I mean, I haven't, I've started building that like I don't know, December, January, something like this. Um, and just keeping it kind of hush hush because I'm looking at productizing this for like the Amazon space. Sure. Um, but it's cool. It's not perfect. Like what I did for Fiji was uh, I actually built a bot that is trained on all of the content for the speakers at Fiji, as well as the individual breakout sessions with the mastermind session for each individual person. So like you could go to it and ask like some of the things like we talked about was what is um, like, like we ask it like, uh, 
what were the specifics of the t of the Twitter algorithm that Lauren talked about? Right, you go there and then it says, well, this blah 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 blah. This is it. Um, like, how are the ranking points? So then it's like a conversational thing trained on that. So that's another way they're using it. That's but cool. for Amazon sellers specifically, getting back to psychographics, um, survey your customers, talk to them. So what we do is we do a, a survey in ManyChat. Again, going back to my roots, chatbots, right? I love chatbots. Um, offer, sometimes people don't need an incentive if, they're, if you've built an audience and you have a loyal following. If you haven't built an audience, you might need to think about incentivizing people to join your list, lead magnet, et cetera. Follow, the, follow that example. Hook, why I'm an expert, reasons, call to action, right? Here's your freebie, give me your thing, right? Um, we survey people. So survey your audience. Ask them, you know, how they heard about you. What other brands they buy? Where do they shop? You know, why they shop there? What magazines do you read? Why do you like those magazines? Do you read magazines? Where do you get your news source? You know, these like deep sorts of things. And then you can use that information to build a psychographic model of what makes people tick, why they're buying. And then again, ask them, why did you buy our products? Um, what do you like about them? What would you improve? Are there anything, is there anything that you think that you would like to see us release that we could, you know, make for you? And people will tell you product ideas. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. People like, well, I don't know how to survey my customers. Well, just start. That's how. Call yeah. them. That's another way. Um, that would violate Amazon's terms of service unless they bought from you on your website, but you get my point. Yeah. I was um, going to say, it's always asking, and that's something we've learned too, is, you know, you call your biggest and best customers and you're like, Hey, why are you working with us? Like, there's no harm in that. It's just like, what can we do more? And, right. and, and there's that sense of, Hey, you trust my opinion. We want to work with you. There, There's that sense of loyalty, but also that you care and you want to make that better than what it already is. And that, that's a good thing um, for a lot of brands out there too but is it on the flip side i'll ask is and i've seen this in amazon i'm gonna ask your opinion you're seeing a lot more like data and information and consolidation of information that they're giving people of you know numbers of how many were bought in the last month consolidated reviews uh you're seeing you know more of instead of a globalized review you're seeing more specific countries and, and whatnot amazon's taking this data and even giving you more and more information that from a buyer's perspective on that platform you never had before. So it can cultivate or it can kind of push you in one way or another of like, Oh, more people are buying this one instead of the picture. Or like you're looking at numbers instead of, you know, fluff, if you will, like you're looking, you're looking at different pieces of information. Is that, is that going to push people in a different way of buying habits and of consolidation or, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Is this going to change a buyer behavior and you're going to have to rework your format of what is attracting people? How are they going to engage or give me a review? Or how do I even think about consult, like putting that into my own direct to consumer website or, or anything of that sort? Because individually, if you just compile a bunch of stuff together and you're making people look at columns next to each other, mm -hmm. what's, what's eventually going to stand out? Like, yeah, I, I so don't know. I don't know if that's what that's that where understanding your customer is key. If you yeah. don't understand your customer and their key buying motives, then you're going to miss the mark. And obviously your things, the, the social proof element on Amazon is reviews. And, and now it's interesting that they're showing, like you said, the sales velocity. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but social proof on Amazon is reviews. If you have low review velocity, you need to increase that. It definitely plays into ranking. Right. But, um, you cannot ignore the human element of the brand and that interaction of why people buy. So where I would go again, so I build this psychographic picture to find this customer, give the person a name and then have that be the context for, let's say if I'm feeding chat GPT things, I would say, you know, we've um, with your knowledge of my customer and what, you know, this person here, here they are, you're this expert again to find their role. Um, can you please analyze this, these bullet points? and tell me if they're good or if I should change them. Hmm. I think that a lot of times people in general, and when it comes to when, when you're on the detail page, they lean too much on like facts and figures. And now, again, this is for the US market. In Germany, they don't want marketing fluff, hmm. right? They want facts and figures and numbers. So you have to, again, that is understanding your customer base. 
Because if you're trying to sell to the Germans, like you're trying to sell to Americans, you're not going to sell. Right. So you have to understand the customer base, why they're buying and then write things that appeal to them so that they buy. So if getting people winning the battle of the, the, the click battle, right. It's your product image has to stand out. Um, there are some people that say that your title doesn't matter. I completely and wholeheartedly disagree with that. I agree. Um, I think that there are ways that you can, within terms of service, get people to click on your product because you have a better title. Um, and it's not just about keyword ranking. And I will go toe to toe with anybody that says otherwise. Yeah. Um, so once you win that battle, you again, think in terms of three seconds, you got three seconds, social media, you got three seconds. Um, you need to make your stuff easily digestible on target to say that this product solves this pain point or provides for this future pleasure that the customer is looking to solve. That's right. it. We sell solutions. We don't sell products. We sell, and people say we sell keywords on Amazon. That's true ish kind of. Yeah. Mostly they're, they're <laughs> depends on who you're talking to. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're solutions. So that's, that would be how I would answer that question. And so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And, and with AI, just bouncing ideas back and forth. Right. Is there, is I there do. anything, and, and I know uh, we're already at time, Paul, but mm -hmm. is there anything that I would never want to use AI for, for like, is there anything specific? It's like go against, it's like putting ketchup on a bratwurst or I don't know. My, yeah. That's my dad. That's my dad. So he's like, you put what on a bratwurst? It's like, you that's never funny. do that. What is the like thing that on bratwurst? That's hilarious. No, he thinks like people who do that is like sacrilege. So I, that's my dad's <laughs> thing. I, I think it's very weird. It's like that's the thing you get upset at. Like not not this other thing. Why is like a one on a steak? Like if you have a perfectly cooked steak, what are you doing exactly. ruining it with a one? <laughs> or just like over salting stuff or adding like, ranch to pizza or some whatever it is. Weird. Um, yeah, stuff like that. T-shirt. But um, is, is there a thing you wouldn't use AI for as an entrepreneur right now or as an Amazon seller? Or is it kind of all bets are off and, and you could probably use it for a little bit of everything? I would never use the first iteration of anything in general that AI gives me. I would always make sure that I'm I'm running it through human review. Um, so let's say like images, right? Let's say if you're if you're running mid-journey or you're doing um, any sort of like deep learning and, and modifications to images, right? Um, you pass it through like PicFu or something. Pass those images sure. through PicFu. You get, get real human feedback. Um that's a, I, I didn't think about that question, honestly. I mean, there's, I think that if you, you know, are expecting to pass off all of your thinking to it, um, you will be disappointed um, because it tends to hallucinate over time and you have to kind of remind it again, like, Hey, Mr. Alzheimer's patient. <laughs> I wasn't talking about elephants. I was actually talking about swim diapers. Yeah. Yeah. The appreciate, real all right. You know, come back down to earth. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I always say the headlines like, Oh, Oh, you gave it the, the test, like it passed this test or it passed like boards for being a doctor or whatever. I'm always trying to think of what are one things that we wouldn't ever let this have capability or need it to like for like, whatever reason, it's just not, I would, it. so like I would use it for like inspiration on legal documents, but I would never, ever have that be the final. I would always, you know, legal stuff, 100% right. have that reviewed by a lawyer. Right. Or, or having to do sales for you, like it's almost impossible to like think on your feet or read a, read a person's face or yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean like with sales and stuff, like I'll have it, you know, analyze transcripts and say like, what were the things that I promised? What are my deliverables? Mm. That helps. Yep. But I would never, I would never have it say, okay, send a statement of work because it's going to promise a bunch of stuff that I never actually said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just make you would be uh, you'd be creating more events probably like in a random parts of Europe. It'd be like Paul's doing an, an event in Antarctica, and he's paying for everybody to come. The first in its kind to go in yeah in our yeah. Antarctica, yeah, and then they're like going to be on the moon. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're collaborating with yeah such and such influencer, and we're going to be <laughs> promising all these companies there. Uh, right. Paul, I've, I've taken way too much of your time. I guess leaving people with this, uh, what, what's exciting and new for you and Influx? Um, what, what are the things you're getting excited about here? Going into, obviously, it's recording this. It's the 1st yeah. of August, which is crazy to think that summer's tailing off and we're going into 
busy times for for most sellers and well, certain sellers. But I'm excited with again taking like what I learned again and like from Molly and Fiji, and using that to make our our production game better for for content creators with content in partnership with content creators, right? Because one of the reasons why we partner with content creators is because it's exhausting to do it yourself. It's one of many reasons, right? Um, the other is they, they love to do it. And they, they generally have their finger on the pulse of industry. It's not always the case. Some of the content that we get back is absolutely terrible. And so being able to use this for idea generation, like, have you thought of these hooks? Like that sort of thing. That's what I'm excited about. Um, there's some stuff that we're working on behind the scenes that is going to be amazing for both Amazon sellers and then also people wanting to do stuff with creators. But um, that's way far out and I haven't, I can't really talk about it yet, but um, as far as influx stoked because um, we're crushing it. We're working with, because of that, we're like, we're working with really big brands like black and Decker um, Disney Sesame street, like a whole bunch of like big ones. So I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked because um, we got, we got that. And then we got, you know, our normal everyday Amazon sellers that just want to get more content out there. And this is how you're just, you're just plugging away, man. I, yeah, I always love your it. Better job. I know. And, and it feels like you guys have your pulse on kind of the leading way of, of that kind of stuff. So if people are curious and want to reach out, how do, how do they do that in that capacity? Uh, you can. Uh, so I know that we have like my Instagram. It's uh, Mr. Baron. If you, I kind of, Mostly it's just like random content. Like I'm going to be doing more on like creator stuff, but if you want to follow, you can go to our website, influxcatalysts.com and uh, learn more about what we do. Or you can follow my misadventures on Instagram. <laughs> There's always, I'm learning about like, hey, the TikTok game. I mean, like this, this is something not new. Like I just have pushed it off the difference between TikTok and Instagram and just the, the algorithms. I'm like watching it in real time. You seem to have always like, had your pulse on what, what's going on and specifically in the in the influencer realm and it's just really funny to me I like got a like a 10,000 foot and then I get really deep into it I'm like I don't know how people do this like every day but you are doing that every day um <laughs> for people so how how you have time to do it man uh you must have a My thousand Paul Barons uh built for you already so it's <laughs> hey thanks for coming on I know you you had offered you were so kind to offer your time and uh, talents and your insights here on the global spin podcast so i appreciate you always being a friend of the show and a friend in real life hopefully we'll see you soon question mark i'm not yeah. sure when we'll see you uh, i'll be in canton steven invited me to go as a coach so i'm gonna okay. be with him when I is canton my... fair by the way this year um so i think phase well i'm gonna be there from october 20th through november 2nd um i think the phase okay. that most people care about is like the end of october early november sure. i think it ends the second or the third um and then i'm going to come home for a very short brief time and then i'll be back in australia at southern seller fest so those are my two next actual booked speaking engagements um i'm actually looking forward to not traveling a ton uh, which is great because that's like october i'll be in a uh, alaska with my dad on a cruise but that's for, that's for fun that's fun in the meantime yeah that sounds but, like a lot of fun yep. yeah so i mean yeah i know the other things like Accelerate is coming up. There, there's so many different events I feel like are stacked right yeah. back going into the end of the year again. So it's, There's like one in Chicago right now a bunch of people are at. There is. There's uh, one in Chicago. It's two hours from me, and I decided not to go because I need to get work done um, right. like the rest of us. So there's always something going on. It feels like uh, pick and choose your times when to go. It, But yeah, I'm sure they're being very successful up there as well. But exactly. hey, thanks for your time today on the podcast. Uh, as fun or as stupid as it might be uh we always appreciate it i know people are listening to this uh taking the time and lots of notes and we'll be reaching Absolutely. out to you shortly so thanks yeah. again for no worries joining. and when i when i do that piece of content i'll email or message you the link so you can That'd see great. it we talked about we talked about it on the show first before i posted it yes so you can you can see it breaking news from here on the global spin podcast. so uh thanks for that we'll make sure we link it out to anything if you want to send it along uh feel yeah. free and we'll put it on our show notes as well sweet thanks so. dude Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for also hopping on the Global Spin Podcast. If you're, again, new to the podcast or you found us by accident, uh, we appreciate you coming into my corner of the internet where I bring the best and the brightest in the Amazon e-commerce tech space, wherever you want to call it. Um, it's going to help level up your business. It's unscripted e-commerce uh, podcast talk here on the Global Spin Podcast. I'm Ryan Kerman. This is 
my show. Uh, this is episode 13, which is crazy, of this new wave of content that we're putting out here, helping you grow your brand to the next level. Um, we'll have more episodes coming live. We'll have more episodes um, on our social channels, so you can check us out on frisbee.com forward slash the Global Swim Podcast, where all of our past audio episodes are, as well as our video ones that are located on YouTube, uh, the YouTube, uh, some people like to call it, but you can follow us on social media, follow myself for all the content and the little snippets that we come out with, um, some bites and pieces of information from every episode, but definitely check it out. Subscribe to your favorite podcast, which hopefully is going to be the global spin here coming forward, but we appreciate your time, everyone. Thank you for hopping on and we'll catch you next time on the global spin podcast. Take care. (laughs) 